to get to Luke 21 in just a second. I wanted to read something that I thought was, I want to talk about holiness tonight. I mean, no, holiness is a subject we could talk about every service. And maybe you say, what in the world is holiness? Amen. Well, you'll, you'll find out tonight. Uh, holiness is a, is a way that we're supposed to live. Amen. And I'm going to get into that in a second, but I, I thought this was interesting. I was looking at some stuff about uh, holiness, and this kind of a, uh, illustrated joke came up, and I thought it was really good. Uh, one of the things that's so important about our walk with God is that we understand that our walk with God is personal. Amen. How many have really grown to know that and understand that our walk with God is personal? Now, we need help, and we need encouragement, and we need sometimes someone to tell us, hey, you need to improve that, or you need to work on that. And like I said, that comes from relationship, not someone that you don't know. Amen. Um, but we, 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 have to, we have to walk out our, our, our faith individually. And, and there are things in my life and your life that um, are, are important to me in the sense of my walk and something that could ca- cause me to stumble that might not cause you and something that could cause you to stumble that might not cause me to stumble. And, and it's walking in the way where I understand um, how I can set myself apart from this world. And so I thought this was an interesting thing. Um, this, this says, I read of a minister who was visiting one of his members, and the lady of the house was trying to impress him by how devout she was, by in the living room pointing all the time over to her big, humongous Bible that was on the bookshelf and talking in a very reverential way and saying, Pastor, that's the word of God in our house. And she just kept talking about that. She just kept pointing at it the whole time he was there. And uh, all of a sudden, um, her young son heard her talking and ran in and interrupted the conversation and said, well, if that's God's book, we better send it back to him because we never read it. (laughs) Amen. What does that mean? That means we can impress somebody by the big Bible on our shelf, but if we don't ever read it, it doesn't do any good. We can come to church and look the part and look like we've got it all together. We can quote verses and all those things, but, uh, you know, our kids and those that know us best and most importantly, God knows our walk. Amen. And so our walk is individual. Our walk is Lord. I want to do everything I can to keep my, my, um, my, my temple correct and right and pure for you. And we'll get into some verses in a second. I, I saw another one that was uh, interesting. It said one day a little girl was sitting and watching her mother do the dishes at the kitchen sink. And she suddenly noticed that her mother had several strands of white hair sticking out of her brunette head. And so she said, Mom, why are some of your hairs white? And the mom replies, well, every time you do something wrong or cry or make me unhappy, one of my hair turns white. And the girl kind of looked at her and said, that's interesting. Then how come all of Grandma's hairs are white? All of Grandma's hairs are white. Amen? See, see what I'm trying to say? We were a lot of times always kind of trying to focus on Somebody else's walk, and we've got to make sure we're taking care of ours. Amen? So let's look at Luke chapter 21. And I want to read a very, very well-known verse. Probably some of the most important verses we can, we can live by. And um, these verses are talking, Luke chapter 21, Matthew 24, are end-time verses, meaning the days where we're getting close to the return of Jesus. We all know we're there. 
Amen. We all know we're living in the last days. Amen. And we all know that Jesus could come back tonight. Amen. He could come back at any moment. But 2,000 years ago, he spoke these words to his disciples and he gave them a way to live. A way to live. Amen. It was a certain way to live. He said in verse 34, take heed that you watch to yourselves. Sorry. Take heed to yourselves. Notice that it doesn't say there, take heed to what your family member's doing or your neighbor's doing or even your spouse is doing. It says, take heed to yourselves, lest your what? Hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life and that that day come on you unexpectedly. Now, if you've been in this church very long, you've heard this verse read a lot of times. It's an important verse. Because how, how easy is it to be in this world and come on a Wednesday night, come on a Sunday morning, come to a Bible study, go to a discipleship, go to a ladies meeting, go to a fellowship, and just really be trying to serve God. But you get out there with the world, you get out there with your coworkers, you get out there in a real world, and, and there's a pull. Amen? There's a pull. It's a strong pull. The spirit of the world is strong. And we have to understand that we've got to watch ourselves and, and be careful to make sure that we separate ourselves and keep ourselves from this world. And so it says, don't be weighed down with the carousing and drunkenness. And that's not just drinking, but it's just being caught up with the things of this life or even the cares of this life. And he says that that day come on, on you unexpectedly. My father-in-law is back there, everybody waving him. Marvin, if you haven't noticed, he's here from Costa Rica. Man, so glad he's here. We've had this talk many times over the years that that's talking about the actual day of the Lord. It's talking about the actual return of Christ and us being ready. But do you know that every single day, what's the stat for, what's the stat for day? How many people go into return? Do you remember per day? Or give me an hour or a second or one of those ones you remember. 151,000 people a day. 151,000 people went into eternity today. Today. It's a lot of people. Guess what that meant? That meant today was the day of the Lord for 151,000 people. They, they, believers or not, they were looking for, if they're believers, they were looking for the return of Christ. They were living their lives, but they did not make it to the rapture. They did not make it to hear the trumpet because their, day, their, their life ended, and so their day of the Lord came. And so we don't know when our day of the Lord is. Amen. We, we don't know. We, we, we just do not know. And, and many of you know that I had that testimony of that friend that was 27 years old and just dropped down the basketball court. He did not know when he woke up that morning. That was his day. And so we have to make sure that in this life we don't get pulled into the, to the ocean of this world, into the ocean of, of sin, into the ocean of attraction to things. Because the Bible says sin is, is good. It admits it's good, but it says it's for a season. Amen? And, and the more that I fall in love with Jesus and the longer I serve God, the less I want to do with this world. 
And, and that's what you're finding out as a believer. You're finding out that the more you serve God, the more you read his word, the more you spend time with him, the less you want to do the things you used to do. And that's why it's so important for us or all the ones that are new believers and have been new believers for a short amount of time. Now, you're, every day that you're getting stronger, you're realizing more and more that you don't need those things anymore. You don't, you don't want to do those things anymore. And that first six months is so volatile. It's so dangerous. It's so hard because you're so uh, ingrained in doing what you used to do and and we were talking about that just a few months ago just an example of we went to a, a Rangers game all together as the church and what a difference that was for so many of the people who went to the game because before they met Jesus they would have been drinking beer and they would have been cussing and they'd have been just carrying on in a totally different way and then now they're around a bunch of believers and they're not drinking and they're not cussing and they're hearing everybody else around them do everything they used to do and it was probably really weird for them to be like man I, I don't have a beer in my hand and there's an attraction maybe there not even want not even mentally but just something that kind of pulls on you but then the, the more the more you get removed of it the more you look down and go man these guys are acting like idiots and you start realizing how stupid you used to look when you used to do those things so the longer you can be walking with God the less those things are attractive but Here's a fact. Many people, even after they've been saved for a long time, put their guard down. Many people who have known the Lord and the Bible says have tasted that he is good, get caught up and get, can even get bored with the things of God can get bored with the routine, can get bored with doing what's right. And what does Galatians tell us? Don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing because the Bible says in due season we'll reap a harvest. And we got to understand, someone might say, man, your life is boring. But we know now that, in, that we're in Jesus, it is not boring. Amen. It is exciting to serve God. It is exciting to be different. It is exciting to save that cigarette money and beer money and alcohol money and things we spent on. It's exciting to see that I can be set apart, but we have to always be watching which we're going to see in a second, that we don't get caught down and weighed down. Why would Jesus say these words if it were not possible? If it weren't possible to be weighed down by this world or pulled into the, to the, to the world of sin again, why would, he not tell, why would he say that that day could come on you unexpectedly if it can't? It can. It can come on you unexpectedly. Amen? So we got to be ready. When do we need to be ready? All the time. All the time. Can't take a day off from the Lord. Amen. Let's keep reading. So it says, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. I'm going to preach something along these lines on Sunday morning. I was thinking, and I'm just going to throw this in, a little plug. I was thinking about this before we keep reading, about the hurricanes and all the stuff that's just happened recently. And, and, and how now with the technology that we have, we are able, you know, think about it. Now we are able, because of technology and, the, and all the weather stuff, we're able to have a week advance. A week's advance. They knew a week before those hurricanes hit that they were coming. And tons of people had the opportunity to get out. 
to board up their homes, to do all these different things. And, and so we might think sometimes, man, Jesus is just going to come unexpectedly, but he's really not. He gives us warning signs, and he gives us things to watch for, and we have the spiritual technology to know that there's, there's coming a storm, amen, to this world that we are not going to be here for, praise God, and we've got to work extra hard to make sure that we make sure people we know are ready or at least warned that a spiritual hurricane is coming to this world. And I'm not making that up. I'm reading what Jesus said right here. Let's read it. He said, it will come as a snare on who? All those who dwell on the face of what part of the earth? The whole earth. Now I better move on or I'll go into Sunday already. Amen. So here's the key verse, 36. This is a verse to live on, church, every single day. Watch, therefore, and what? Pray. Gwen. That you may be, and I want you to underline this, counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus, that is my prayer tonight. Lord, count me worthy. Count me worthy, Jesus. Count all of us worthy. Every day that we live, Father, we want to be more like you and less like this world. We want to be ready. We don't want to be weighed down with things. We want to be prepared, Lord, for anything that comes our way. And we want to be in love with you, Jesus. Help us tonight to live a life of holiness and separation and, and prayerfulness and watchfulness, Father. And devil, you are a liar. Not only are we binding you tonight in our lives, we're binding you on the lives of the family members and friends and neighbors and people we're, as Donnie said at prayer, sowing seeds into, Father, that their eyes would be open and revelation would come to their lives that they would know they need Jesus tonight, Father, and they need to be watching and waiting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to go to the book of Hebrews. How many of those are some good verses right there? You, you could not go wrong if you read those verses every single day. Every single day. Watch, therefore, and, and, and say, God, count me worthy. You know, we get up in the morning and say, God, I humble myself before you. I humble myself before you. I, I die to myself right now. I don't want to be uh, the, what I want to be. I want to be what you want me to be. Amen? You going to preach? Oh. <laughs> Amen. I thought he was coming up to preach for me. Hebrews chapter 12, look at this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Another really key verse. Pursue peace with who? Oh, it's a tough verse right here. Pursue peace with those who pursue peace with you. No, pursue peace with all people. And holiness, we read this last week, without which no one We'll see the Lord. Now, I want you to go to Revelation. I know I'm moving around pretty fast, but I want you to go to Revelation chapter 4, and I want you to look again. We've read these verses before, but I want you to look again at these verses about who God is. And, and, and we all lack and, and fail on, on revering God like we should. How many know that? Because when I, and I won't go into this tonight. I've done this in the past in different messages on holiness. You, you think of different times in the Bible when people came into the contact of the presence of God. You never saw anybody boast 
when they were around God. You never saw anybody uh, cocky around God. You never saw anybody in the presence of God um, doing anything except falling to their knees. You know that song that we hear, um, I can only imagine, amazing, powerful song, Will I fall to my knees? Will I, will I sing hallelujah? You know, we're asking those questions. I can guarantee you one thing for sure. We're going to fall to our knees. We're going to fall to our knees, amen. We're going to fall straight to our knees in humility before God. And, and that's why, remember this, that's why the Bible says every knee shall what? Bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so I want you to see why. Here's Revelation chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 8. And it says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not, watch this, they do not rest day or night. And I want you to underline this, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God, Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And it says, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, it, uh, the 24 elders fall before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast this, look at this, cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are what? Worthy, Lord to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. When you see the word holy, holy, holy three times, that's a powerful statement. It's a statement of all. And the thing that we have to do and have to make sure of is that we don't lose our all of God. That we don't lose the reverence of God. That we don't lose the fact that he is big. I'm not saying this. I did not did I mention the word scared? Didn't I didn't say the word scared. I said all. I I I would say the word fear. The Bible says, I was talking to someone about this the other day. The Bible says the beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That I would understand that I'm nobody. Isaiah was being spoken to by God, and he he fell down. God had said, I'm going to use you. I'm going to speak through you, young man. And guess what Isaiah said? He didn't say, wow, man, that's awesome. I can't believe it, God. Let's do this. He said, I am a man of unclean lips. I, I can't. There's a humility there. And so we have to get to a place where we stay humble. Amen? I want to give you an example before we go. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 where I'm going to end tonight. And I want to give you an illustration or an ideology of what holiness is. I don't know about you, but I like illustrations. I like something I can visualize. I like something I can understand to help me grasp what the word of God is saying. How many people in here, and probably not as big as it used to be when I was a kid, but maybe there's somebody or a few. Any Anybody in here ever collect baseball cards growing up? All right, we got quite a few. There was something, I don't know if girls did or not, but they might have to, but a lot, that was something that boys did growing up, at least in my generation, we collected baseball cards. And I'm sure that still exists today. 
But I want to read something about baseball cards that might give us an interesting understanding of what holiness is. It says, my brothers and I collected baseball cards as kids, and we would play with them. How do you play with baseball cards, someone would ask if they didn't know. We would sort through them, divide them into teams, build all-star teams, and then if anybody did this too real seriously, what did you do with baseball cards? You traded them. You traded them. You say, hey, I'll give you this card for that card, and, you know, I need this for my collection, and you need this for yours, and you bartered with it, and it's just kind of something that kids did. And, and it actually is a hobby that could turn into a whole lot of money. There's a lot of baseball cards that are worth a lot of money. And like anything, um, in, any, just not, whether it's art or, or any kind of thing that's or an antique, anything that is kept in its original condition is worth more money. Okay? Now just think about that for a second. Let that resonate in your mind, what I just said. Anything that is kept in good condition is worth more money. Okay? Now, now let me relate that for you. You're not going to get to heaven, and I'm not going to get to heaven because of our goodness. Matter of fact, we said it Sunday, our righteousness is filthy rags. But let me remind you of something, because we have some people in here, and I won't name names. We have some people in here who've never touched a drop of alcohol in their life. Married as virgins. Stayed away from drugs. Uh, never cussed in their life. Listen, that's, that's the testimony, church, just in case you haven't forgotten that. If you've forgotten that that's the real testimony, we and myself included tend to kind of glorify that drug addict who came out of drugs or that, or that person who, who uh, was, was a murderer and, and got saved or that person who, who, who was a drug dealer or whatever. We, we tend to glorify that testimony. But the real testimony is somebody who has kept themselves in good condition, in mint condition, until the day they die. Now think about this. So we're not going to get to heaven by that. I know a lot of people, and I've said that before, and you might know someone who's a good person. I mean, they are, we talk about the bad all the time, how bad people are. There's some people who are some good people, but it doesn't matter how good they are. They will not get into heaven because they're good. Okay, so I'm not saying this statement to say it will get us into heaven. But let me just tell you something and get, listen, we can't do anything about yesterday because it's over. But we can sure start something today. And listen to this thought. Baseball cards in this illustration, as they're kept for, uh, in, in good condition, they hold a value. And everything that doesn't nick them up and everything that doesn't touch them and everything that doesn't collect on them is, is make, making their value greater. Church and believer and Christian here, the more you hold yourself apart from the world and the more you keep yourself in mint condition, the more you are worth, not to God for his love, but for your reward in heaven heaven. We are working towards a reward. We are working towards a reward. And so the more I keep myself from this world and keep myself in mint condition, so to speak, I am offering myself to God a living sacrifice. Now, I bet you many of you have never thought of it that way. Ever thought about the fact that I'm not just trying to get to heaven I'm trying to get to heaven and offer myself to my king in a way that's acceptable and awesome to him and that he's proud of. 
Some people just want to slide in. Some people just say, hey, if I can just get there. And you know what? Some people, if that's enough for them, that's fine. But the more, I'm talking to some people here tonight that have maybe been saved for a while now, and you're thinking, man, is this worth anything? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because everything you don't touch is making you more mint condition for that reward. Now, some of you are going, oh, boy, I'm not worth anything in heaven. Amen. I have made some serious mistakes. Well, let me just give you a real good word tonight and remind you. The Bible says that when you ask Jesus to forgive you, your sins are thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, and your sins are as far as the east is from the west. And so starting tonight, you can begin to work again on making that temple mint condition. His mercies are new once a year. That's not what it says. How often are his mercies new? How many are thankful you don't have to wait for another year for some man to walk into the temple and forgive you for your sins? You can come to the altar tonight and say, Jesus, I am sorry. I've been living like this, thinking this, doing this. I need to be washed in the blood of Jesus right now. Make me whole, and he will forget everything you've ever done and put you back in mint condition. And then you and I, tomorrow, wake up and say, Lord, now that I've got this understanding, I'm going to make sure I keep my, my temple in mint condition. Now let me finish the story. I had none of that planned, by the way. So you sort them out, you divide them, you build all-star teams, you trade them at school. So this story says, my brother was a big collector. Now there's another thing. You had some people who were collectors, like me. And you had others who were big collectors. And he said, I being younger, he would tell me I could play with with his cards. Now, some of you will recognize this. But I could not play with his special cards. Okay? You remember that? Like you had a little nephew come over. You had a little friend come over. There were certain cards you gave them, but you would not give them the ones that could get scratched or cut or messed up. He said, you can play with my cards, but you can't mess with the special ones. So... He says, one day, I decided to surprise my older brother by putting all his special cards into a three-ring binder for him. So I carefully cut off the heads of the players from the cards and glued them to lined paper with holes punched in the sides, and I presented that binder to my brother as a gift. Yeah, right before he met Jesus. Amen. Somehow he got out. He does not tell him the story what happened, but he just said, I can still see his. Now, he might have been talking about his face through prison bars, but he said, I can still see his face as I showed him what I had done with his special or holy items. Now, listen. He says, I particularly thought the Hank Aaron rookie card looked real good glued to the lined paper. For anybody that does not know what that means, that car today is worth over $100,000. Whew. So there's the picture, though. There's the picture. There's the picture for us. God wants us to be special. He says we're a peculiar people. He doesn't mean that in a weird way. 
He wants us to understand that we, we've got to keep ourselves away from those, those things that would cause us to not be special. What sets us apart? Yes, the blood of Jesus. But besides that, we're not robots. We make decisions every day. And you know what pleases God? Faith. You know what pleases God? Love to him. You know what pleases God? When we do the right thing. The Bible says we're made in God's image. And for again, for all of us, I've always said this, it's always easier a lot of times when a lot of things in scriptures to understand as a parent. Because once you become a parent, you understand that under, that relationship with your children and how much you want your children to make you proud. And then how much as a child you want to make your kid, your parents proud. And that's what we want to do. We want to make God proud of us. So let's look at this to close tonight. 2 Timothy chapter 2. How many are getting something? He says in verse 19, here's some really good verses again just to remember. He says, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. Now watch this. The Lord knows those who are his. Now I want to stop there and go back to the baseball cards for a second. How about the story in Job where Satan comes before God and says, hey, have you... Comes before God and God says, have you considered my servant Job? Are y'all still here? Think about this. He says, have you considered my servant Job? To me, I relate that to the story I just gave. He said, let me break out my baseball cards real quick. I have a lot of children, but let me tell you something. This one right here, he's special. Have you considered this one? How many follow what I'm trying to say? I, I believe that by the it, it's not a love thing. It's just that there's there were that you can be special. God loves us all. Amen. But you can do things to make God proud of you. God, God gets up there and says, see, devil, you tried to tempt him, but he said no. You tried to tempt her, but she said no. You tried to put that money in front of him, and they didn't take it. You tried to put those things in front of him that would make uh, that thing more important than me, but they didn't do it. And he's up there bragging on us. Like, like we're baseball cards, amen. He said, this, is, this one's special. I want to be that. Don't you want to be that for God? Don't you want to be when he breaks out the special ones? He says, that's my child right there. This is a special one right here. He's a collector's item. Amen. Now, I'm not, it doesn't say anything about baseball cards in the Bible, so don't get weird on me. I'm just giving you an example. An example. All those baseball cards are in the collection, but they're not all special. They're not all as valuable. Be real. Be honest. Not everybody in the kingdom of God is, has the same value. Now, I don't mean that in his love. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying about that his love. Please don't misinterpret what I'm trying to say. But when we do what's right, we become somebody that God can count on. Do you want to be somebody that God can count on? That, you, that God can say, listen, I know if I've got a project, if I've got a special operation, I know this person is set apart for me. I know this person has kept themselves, and, and, and he doesn't even look anymore at the past. He looks at the heart right there at the moment and says, this person has been setting themselves apart for me, and I need to use them for this special operation, and they have put themselves. Listen, this is what holiness does. It puts you in the position to be used we're not even talking about getting to heaven we're talking about being in the position to be used God wants to use you watch what this says so he says if, if we are he knows who are his and, and um, he says let everyone who names the name of Christ verse 19 do what depart 
from iniquity. Now, whose job is that? That's our job. It is our job to depart from iniquity. God can't do that for us. He says, if you name me as Lord, if you name me as master, if you say that I'm king, if you say that I'm Jesus, then stay away from the things that I don't like. If you name me, claim me. If you claim me, be like me. Amen. How many know we need more Christians that today that say they're Christians to really be like Jesus? Amen. Really act like Jesus and really talk like Jesus and really be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's not just about, oh, woe is me. I just messed up so many times. I'm just a lost cause. No, Lord, I have made some mistakes. But tonight, I want to start being used. I am going to start setting myself apart. I am going to start watching and waiting and seeing, Lord, that you could use me. And I want to remind you of a parable. I feel like as I'm saying this, a bunch of you are grabbing it and you're excited about it. But some of you are like, man, I am the not even in the, I'm not even, I don't, even, I don't think I'm in the collection. That's the devil telling you that, by the way. You're in the collection, and you can move up. But I'll remind you of a parable, and I'm not going to read the whole thing tonight, but there's a parable that says some people came to work at 9, and others came to work at noon, and others came to work at 3, and some came to work at 5. And when they went to get paid, they all got paid the same price. Amen. So what that means is you can come in late and catch up. But you got to get serious. You got to say that, you know, I don't need those things in my life. I'm not here tonight to start naming things and tell you what you don't need to do and do. You need to pray and you need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you need to say, God, am I supposed to do this? Am I not supposed to do this? Is this pleasing to you? Is this not pleasing to you? Would this affect our relationship? Would this bother? Would this cause me to be out of the position of that verse I sent out today that whatever I ask, he would answer? I want to be in that position that the blessing would come. I want to be in that position that God could put me in the game. Amen? Go in. But you gotta, you gotta, that, that's, it's not works to be saved, it's works to be used. Okay, so let's finish here and look what it says. It says, verse 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, so, so, so let me finish here. He says, there's some for honor, some for dishonor. Who chooses that? Who chooses whose honor and whose dishonor? We do. Not God. God doesn't say your your dishonor and your honor and your dishonor and your honor. He don't do that. We do. We're all in the house. We all have a call. And I choose and you choose to make yourself a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor. I choose and you choose every single day what I do with this temple. Right? Every day. So he says, here's the key. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the ladder, what's the ladder? The wood and the clay for dishonor. So if you're here tonight, say, I'm not even in the collection. Yeah, you can be tonight. Cleanse yourself. What an awesome Bible. What an awesome gospel. Cleanse yourself. How do I do that? Ask for forgiveness. How do I do that? Plead the blood of Jesus over my life. Ask Jesus to cover me with his blood. 
And then he says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and what? Useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Guess what you need to do? Just what you should do every day. You get up and take a shower or take it at night. Hopefully it's one or the other. Amen. I know back in the day they used to do it once a week or something like that in the bath, and that whole story is pretty gross. I'm glad we don't live in that day. Amen. But, you know, if you stay clean by taking a shower every day, you stay clean by washing your hands after you get dirty. You, you, we do that spiritually. You know, there's, there's moments we, oh, man, I didn't mean to touch that. And you go wash your hands. You don't just walk around with it. You cleans it. You clean it. Amen. Hopefully you do. Otherwise, don't shake my hand. Amen. Just give me the bump. How many are following what I'm saying? You, when we're building, you're building something, man, you paint a wall or something, and some paint gets on the floor. You didn't mean that paint to get on the floor, but you have a choice. You let it there, sit there and dry, or you clean it up real fast. That's how we should live our life. We should be walking around. Man, is there, is there a spot that wasn't? Let me touch that up a little bit right there. Oh, did I get some paint on the carpet? Let me clean that up real quick. And you know what? There might be a spot on the carpet that I didn't even realize fell there. I'm not, I'm human. You're human. And I'll use it. Don't start looking around. Don't start looking around, amen. Don't start pointing out. You know what I'm saying. And you see something, and then someone, hey, you know there's a spot over there. Or you recognize it. Oh, man, you go clean it up. That's how our life should be. There's going to be things that, that we do we don't even realize sometimes. And then the Holy Spirit says, when you're about to do it again, hey, you're going to do that again? And you're like, oh, I didn't, oh, holy, okay. And you realize you did it, you're doing it again. And you remember, and then you go, I'm sorry for that, Lord. And he just wipes it away. That's the God we serve. But what I'm doing is not making God love me more. What I'm doing is not, is not trying to buy my way into heaven. What I'm doing is trying to make myself useful for his work so that his anointing can flow through me, so that his love can flow through me, so that his glory can come through me, so that I can, I can, I can say, God, this is for your glory. How many are with me tonight? How many got something tonight? Amen? Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for these challenges, God, that we can, we can be like these baseball cards, Father, and we can be in mint condition tonight. How? By, by cleaning ourselves. How? By seeking repentance. How? By, by making sure that we don't get attached or weighed down by this world. God, that nothing in this world would call us and draw us to it and we would set ourselves apart tonight, Jesus. All over this place as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed in reverence and awe to the holy living God. And if you wonder if he's here, listen, the Bible says where two or more are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. He's here. God is here right now. He is with us. And he is not here to condemn you. He is here to love you. He is not here to beat you over the head. He's here to tell you, listen, I have got some plans for you. I want to use you, but I need you to clean up that area so I can use you. I need you to, I need you to sanctify yourself. I, I need you to honor that vessel that I gave you and stop dishonoring it. I need you to heed to my Holy Spirit. And as you do that, you put yourself in the position where God can use you where God can use you. Father, we, we want to walk in holiness tonight. 
We want to walk in your righteousness. And that righteousness only comes from the blood of Jesus tonight. Before we open the altars for a few minutes and, and spend a few minutes of time in the Lord's presence and just deal with some things in our lives to, to make sure that we're watching and waiting and preparing and, 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 and living the life that's ready for that unexpected day so it won't catch us by, by surprise. How many all over this place and listening online could say, you know what, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I'm not saved tonight. And, and I wouldn't go to heaven if I passed into eternity. If my day of the Lord came, I would not be saved. I would not be ready. But tonight you say, I want to be. Just put your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. God bless you. That's me. God bless you. I want that. God bless you. I want to be saved. I want to be right. I want to be ready. I want to know. I want to know that I'm ready. I want to know that that day of the Lord is not going to take me over by, by, by unexpected surprise. And listen, it's, it's not anything you can do. It's you saying, Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. And, and, I, and I realize that the Bible says that while I was yet a sinner, you died for me. Let's stand to our feet tonight, please. As you stand, if you raised your hand and you meant that, we're going to say a prayer with those listening online as well. If you said that and you meant it, would you do one more thing and step out of your seat and come down here to this altar and pray with me right now and not be afraid or ashamed? Amen. Let's give them a hand as they come tonight. Just, just come and stand right here, and we're going to say a prayer, and we're going to say, Jesus, I need you to come in to my life tonight. I need you to take over my life. I need you to, to do a work in my life tonight. I want to wait just another second or two. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. We're going to say a prayer all together. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to ask Jesus to make us that vessel of honor. Vessel of honor. Now listen, tonight, here's the awesome thing. We can all walk out of here as vessels of honor. All of us. The only people that are not going to walk out of here as vessels of honor are those who choose not to. Because he said right there, let me just read it to you again. He says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself let me read the other part. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but wood and clay. But also of wood and clay. Sorry, some for honor, some for dishonor. But let me ask you a question. Don't you think God wants everybody to be honored? Don't you think God wants everybody to be gold and silver? Of course he does. But the wood and clay exist because people are hard-headed and, and arrogant and prideful and busy and whatever else it is and they choose that but he says some are, some are because if that wasn't the case listen this is important if the next verse wasn't there we could take it as well maybe maybe in this house some are good some are bad some are going to hell some aren't God chose this God no that, that's not the case because he says if anyone cleanses himself that means that the decision I make from the ladder what's the ladder wood and clay dishonor He'll be a vessel of honor. What a miracle. That's why the gospel is called the good news. A murderer, a sinner, a person who's done horrible things, or somebody who's a good person and realizes their goodness is not going to get them to heaven, can say a prayer and all of a sudden be a vessel of honor. 
You can't do that too many places. You can't go from dishonor to honor in too many places. As a matter of fact, in no places in one second. So we're going to say a prayer, and you can go from dishonor to honor. If you're listening online, say this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a, a failure, a sinner in need of a Savior. I'm falling short of your glory. I'm not worthy. But Jesus, you are. You gave me a perfect plan by coming down from heaven, living a perfect life, dying a perfect death, taking my place on the cross, shedding your blood for me, and then rising from the dead and defeating death, hell and the grave. Jesus, I believe that with all my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and I ask you to come into my heart. Change me. Transform me. Take me from a vessel of dishonor to a vessel of honor. By your stripes, I am healed and I am forgiven. Jesus, please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to sanctify myself. I'm going to cleanse myself and keep myself from being carried away in this world. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand tonight. Amen. As we sing this song tonight.